0: Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio.
1: No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys.
2: Okay, I don't know what. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Now I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. There's no words there. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. I can. will write it and we'll do it live. That <laughs> thing sucks. In five, four,
0: three.
3: What'd you think of that?
2: Pretty good. Nice work. Good start. No Steve Ott reference this year.
3: No, no Steve Ott reference. Uh, welcome to season six, episode two of Let's Go Blues Radio. My name is Kurt Price, and I'm here with my co-hosts co-host for the evening, uh, Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. Uh, how are you guys uh, tonight?
2: Pretty good. Yeah, sure, good. Good. I just I want to note that uh, during that whole open. Curt and I stood, but Bill took a knee.
3: That's a whole, that's a whole segment for later in the show. <laughs> yeah. And not to spoil another
1: segment uh, uh, later in the show, but somebody didn't tell Robbie Fabry that, you know, taking a knee, that, that's not what they meant. Oh! Oh!
2: Oh! Shots fired.
3: Yeah. You soon. Sure. We are uh, we're live on Wednesday, September twenty-seventh, two thousand seventeen. This is franchise episode number one hundred and five all time. Uh, if you want to send us a tweet, you can send it to at LGB Radio and we'll read it live on the air. If you would like to join us on the air, go to let's go blues.com slash radio and click on the button to join us shortly. We'll make that live. Um If you haven't checked out the uh, Let'sGoBlues.com shop, please do so. There's uh, t-shirts in there. Brand new t-shirt, actually, by the way. And some uh, stickers and mugs and stuff to support the cause. That is us. You guys, uh, uh, Jeff, you said you are sick. So you're not supporting a beer of the evening?
2: Well, I will tell you what I am supporting. Red Gatorade and lemonade in my blues cup. Yeah. So, uh... For those of you who are feeling under the weather, it's a party over here in, in uh, Manchester. <laughs> no, no vodka and orange juice, right? Oh, I wish. I wish. But uh, every time I end up drinking when I'm sick, I f- wake up the next day with like a triple hangover. Sudafed seems to do that to you. I don't know why. Sudafed plus alcohol? Yep. I, I hear that's not recommended. No. I don't. I don't think. Unless you like to party. Drugs and alcohol. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Drugs and alcohol
3: are not recommended to mix together. Is that what you're saying? Um. Not by doctors,
2: but by Jeff, 100% of the time.
3: News to me. I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Bill. Sir. What, what do you What you got for your beverage?
1: Um. So mine. I I, I poured it. Uh, see if I can hold it up. Uh, drinking from my my founder's tulip uh, is uh, in honor of the great news and the only possible way that I I figured we could open this show up for the season and uh, the great Robbie Fabry knee injury news. Uh, you know it it's kind of hard to take. It's like kick kick to a sensitive region. So I went with DKML from Founders Brewing. DKML for the uninitiated is dick kicker malt
2: liquor. Well, you know who won't be doing any dick kicking is Robbie Fabry. He won't be kicking any. Right leg. Can you sense a theme in this show? Yes.
3: I have a feeling something happened to Robbie Fabry.
2: Um, Don't
3: don't spoil it. Don't spoil it.
2: Yeah. Well, nobody knows yet. We're the newsbreakers. We have
1: a slotted segment for this and we can only discuss it then.
3: It's only been like eight hours. The world doesn't know yet. The news has not traveled across seas. It's like 1986. Mm-hmm. We won't know until the morning when the paper comes out.
2: At least it's not 1984. Because then Big Brother gets involved.
3: Uh, Kurt, beer. what's your beer? Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, my, my beer is, if I can get it out of my my fancy schmancy uh, beer holder coolie, coolie thingy, uh, I got the Sam Adams cherry wheat tonight, which, uh, according to the label is crisp and lightly and slightly sweet. So, uh, it's a Appreciate wheat ale, the real cherries and natural flavors added. Um, I enjoy it. It's good. And, and might I say, might I add that, um, a great pairing to go with the Sam Adams cherry wheat is the, uh, crispy m ms yeah. I'll hold it different yeah. for those of you watching, uh, on the, uh, watching at home and playing along at the home with the home game. Crispy M&Ms for 100
2: If Sam Adams or M&Ms would like to sponsor Let's Go Blues Radio, you can contact us at uh, whatever our email address is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: get On Twitter is fine, at LGB Radio. Let's-
2: there you go. And not LGBT Radio. That's an entirely different show. It's LGB Radio. I think it's, radio. We need- it's radio at letsgoblues.com,
3: the email address. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Yeah, we and
1: thanks, Jeff, for getting the uh, the disclaimer out there. We have to say that at least once a season, right? That's right.
2: Get it out of the way early. We got to get a Steve Ott joke out early too. So if you can think of one, go ahead.
3: Uh, today in mm-hmm. Blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, September twenty seventh, nineteen seventy six. The St. Louis Blues lost to the Calgary Cowboys. In an NHL slash WHA exhibition game, Red Berenson scored the only goal for the Blues. So there you go. There's not a whole so, lot happening this time of year.
2: Well, it's September, but let me ask. I mean, back then, I mean, you guys were already well in your 30s by the time this game was played. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thirty why, weeks for me. <laughs> why would the NHL... Have an exhibition game against the WHA, like the way I see it, as the NHL at the time was probably saying, "We're still the best league in the world." So, why play games against your competing league to kind of make it the other league say, eh, "Actually, we're better"?
3: Uh, I, I, I couldn't tell you, um, but uh, I did I did read today actually when I was going through some stuff that uh, Bob Gasoff actually. Dislocated Bobby Hull's wrist in a an exhibition game between the uh, WHA Jets and the St. Louis Blues. Huh. So,
2: yeah.
3: You know, little tidbit, little factoid. You
2: sport. could take that million dollars, Bobby, and shove it. <clears throat>
3: <laughs> um. So the uh, the St. Louis Blues are uh, on the uh, the date of the home opener, which is October seventh. They're having a five k in the morning, which is being uh, held at Forest Park. And, the Muni parking lot. Yeah, just we're just running circles around the parking lot. <laughs> it's like it's like washboards. We're on parking block on one end to parking block on the other, back and forth. The three point. <clears throat> um, so uh, there are going to be appearances from the blues alumni and Louie and
1: and LGB
3: radio personalities. Yes, correct. Um, probably might be more entertaining. But the uh, the event will be DJed by Blues Hype Man Tony Patrico. So that's, that's something. And the race begins at uh, 9 a.m. And every finisher will receive a free t-shirt and medal. And you can sign up at stlblues.com. It is capped at 2,000 runners, so don't dawdle. And uh, Bill and I have both signed up for this fight.
2: I I also signed up, Did but, you? I, but I will not be running.
3: Oh, you're, you're uh, volunteering?
2: <laughs> no, I, uh, I originally was going to run, but that is a day that I am moving. So I can no longer participate. So enjoy mm. my money, blues. And yeah, it's yeah,
1: is this is the are the funds even going to a, uh, a charity or is this?
2: It's or, going is, to arena renovations. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so
1: so at least at least you're putting your money into something you enjoy. <laughs>
3: That's uh, not
2: true, by the way. You
3: no, know, the the medal's pretty cool. The shirt's pretty cool. Um, well, that and it, it'll be fun. And five Ks are fun. Uh, kind of like a fun run, long fun run. Uh, yeah, my, my, I'm not, you know, to, my knees are kind of still messed up from before. So, uh, I might be doing a little run walking, but we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's, you know, that's what, uh, man, I can't even talk earlier than the season. Yeah,
3: you're in and you're already slurring God, words.
1: God way. damn it. No, uh, I was just going to say that's what's expected from uh, elderly folk like yourself.
3: <laughs> well, I, uh, I appreciate that, I guess. Um, <laughs> I would take it. I, I resemble that remark.
2: Well, is this a good uh, slot to mention our tournament that we're playing in, Kurt?
3: That would. This would be the perfect opportunity to.
2: Um, of course, I say that without actually knowing the date. So I'm going to start talking. November. <laughs> is it November? It's, it's the week weekend before Thanksgiving, I believe. I want to say 18th, maybe? Or That sounds, that sounds right. Yeah, that uh, sounds about right. You look it up. Yeah, it's uh, November 18th, and uh, yeah, so Kurt and I, and and Bill, I don't know if you're planning on attending. I will attend, but I I did not sign up to play this year. It is the annual uh, Stanley Ponder Memorial Cup tournament. Uh, It's an inline hockey tournament. Uh, All of our uh, proceeds benefit the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, as well as the Be the Match organization. Uh, Quick background, if you're a new listener to the show... Uh, my father passed away from leukemia uh, two years ago this November, and uh, we started a tournament, actually, the year he was diagnosed and uh, to help with funds, and now we, we give that money to charity. So, um, yeah, it's, it's at uh, Midwest Sport Hockey in Queenie Park, and it runs pretty much all day from about 2 o'clock till about 1 a.m. Uh, five teams, uh, nine guys per team, and uh it's all filled up so no spots available but we do have auctions we have a lot of cool stuff that people always donate uh a lot of gift cards and and different type of things the biggest ones are always we always get two blues jerseys don't know who they are yet i should know by our next show but uh i do believe there is a mr 91 that will be uh uh be be auctioned off not him his jersey <laughs> um as a slave for the day, you'll <laughs> do your laundry house. for a full day. you think oh well, paint your house and watch your kids. Yep. But uh, but yeah, so it's 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 always fun. Kurt, uh, I think you have played every year now, right? I have I have? Yeah. And Bill, you played one year.
1: Two. Two. Um. No, I played. Uh, played one ponder tournament, and then I played. Oh. Um, the uh, The other tournament. Oh, charity. the other
2: charity one we did. I was thinking. Yeah. That's
1: how. Yep. Okay. No. Yeah, uh, first one I uh, uh, had a a uh, family engagement. Uh, I think that was my the uh, the third version of my sister's wedding that I had to go to. Um, wow! That, yeah, I, I wasn't you know wasn't too thrilled about it, but you know what can you do? It's exactly. family. It's family.
2: Yeah, you know, that's why I have to do this. It's family. It sucks. No, I'm I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, no, it's a good time for yeah. Players and uh, and people who just want to come out and give money to a good charity and watch some hockey, drink some beer, and uh, yeah, family is always welcomed as well. So uh, make yep. it out there, November eighteenth.
1: Yep, and uh, yeah, I think uh, Kurt and I have both won some of these uh, raffle events. So I took home the ninety one jersey last year, and
3: nice.
1: uh, Kurt, I, w- I think took I- home some meat.
3: I won a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah, you did. Which was uh, <laughs> a big basket full you of them. want a,
2: you want a painting too, right?
3: Uh, my daughter won a painting, uh, which she wanted really bad, and she got it and it's in a room right now, hanging up
2: my, you know yeah. who painted that right my sister yeah, my sister painted that she's an artiste she's yeah. the only one in my family that actually has uh intelligence and creativity. How
3: many uh siblings do you have
2: four three, I have three four total see I don't even know how many siblings I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a, you're a guy. If guys
3: don't keep track of that and ages of siblings. They don't know. That's true. How old is your sister?
2: She is 37. And how old is your other siblings? 40 and 42. Oh wow! You know, okay. Well, you're you're a better man than I am because I don't. I'm. Know. <laughs> I I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Okay.
3: Well, you're better than me because I know one of my brother's ages and the others I just don't. <laughs> I don't expect them to know mine either. So it's okay.
2: You're a good brother.
3: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah. okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, next week on the show, we were, we, uh, this week we were at, uh, well, probably next week. Um, we're, gonna, we're already
2: done. We're we wrapping up. Hell,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This week's episode. Um, but the, uh, we got a, had a gentleman contact us, uh, Nicholas Russo, who, uh, which is a nice hockey name, right? Nicholas Russo. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I created a uh, blues ultimate fan film and he has a trailer online for it. I'm not sure if the films there or not, but he wanted to talk about it. So we said, I said, sure. And so we'll have him on next week for a few minutes. So you can check that out. I think his videos on Vimeo. If you want to look for it, if it's public, if it's not, if it's private, then uh, you know, you won't find it. And gotta wait till next show.
2: There's a reason to listen right there.
3: Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, who doesn't like little uh, fan-made video every now and then? Uh, the uh,
2: just just an FYI, I've seen the video. It's well shot. It is well shot. It's uh, you can tell
3: it's made with a shot with like a high quality camera, and uh, somebody took some film classes. I think that's that's what you can take from that. Maybe I don't know. I'm not a filmmaker or producer or director or anything. So so be-
2: before we get into uh, the meat of the show here. I just want to say uh, get well soon, Eddie Olchek. I think we could all agree on that. And get Mike Milberry out of the booth. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, okay, here's the here's the deal with for me with
3: Mike Milberry. Um I I think Mike Milbury is an ass. He's pompous and arrogant, uh, full of himself. Um, but I like him. I, I like what? it. I like him because um, I enjoy. I, I like him for the same reasons I like to hear Brett Hull talk. Because I like to hear the controversial crap that's going to come out of his mouth. I, <laughs> I enjoy the oh boy, what we're going to talk about on Twitter tonight or uh, the next few minutes about what Milbury said. I, I, I look forward to the issue that he's going to cause by opening his mouth. Sense. I enjoy the controversy. So you're the
1: so, so, yes. Well, I was going to say, so what you're saying is that you're really enjoying the uh, the next four years uh, in, in the oh, United well, see, States of America. This is sport. Y- you yeah. like provocateurs is what this you're sport. saying, sir. This is not real life. This is a sport.
3: Uh, uh, my- well,
2: no, we're going to get a nasty comment. You need to be careful. <laughs>
3: What Mike Mulberry says and does has no real impact on my life other than my emotion. Um, what the next four years uh, could have me watching missiles go overhead. So that's a little different story.
2: What if North Korea hates Sidney Crosby? Then we got a problem. Yeah, this is true.
3: Well, he, he, they, they like Dennis Rodman, so they're, I, I, w- I can't imagine why they would not like Crosby.
2: I could see North Korea being more Ovechkin. You think so? Yeah. Russian Korea? Maybe Zdeno Chara.
3: Paul Korea. Paul Korea.
2: Yeah. Got a lot Paul, Paul Korea. Korea.
3: Mm-hmm. I remember I made a graphic, a little t-shirt design when Korea was on the team. It was North Korea, Paul Korea. Below the little... Oh,
2: that's adorable.
3: Isn't it cute? I know. Oh, man. I I like so you've always been creative. Well, I mean, since I can remember. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so before we get into, um, the, the ranting and the crying in our beers about certain things, uh, I wanted to touch on the, uh, the, the Stingless Blues Social Influencer Program.
2: Have uh, you heard about
3: this? I, have you? Have you heard about this? I mean, it, what's going on with this? Um, <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, and you may not, um, the, uh, it, it's a, it's a thing the blues are, 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 asking people to, uh, uh, keep it positive apply for, to, yeah, to, to, and then if they if selected, they'll be given a badge on for a social media badge for Twitter. They didn't say which platform, I guess, Twitter or Facebook. Um, but, uh, to basically here's what you got to do as a St. Louis blues, social influencer, I promise to, there's the bullet points, spread the love of the St. Louis blues across all my social media channels. So I guess that answers that question, all media channels. Always have my team's back, posting positive messages to assert my continued love and passion for the note. Document my blues experiences from attending games to watching at home and displaying the blue note in public, attire, home, vehicle, office, etc. Keep clear of negative commenting, focusing instead on seeing the good, which is really (laughs) the one that gets me. Uh, Encouraging others uh, to use social media to demonstrate their own love for everything St. Louis Blues. Always blue, blue, and wear the note with pride. So that, that, back up a couple of bullet points there with the keep <clears throat> negative commenting.
1: Okay, let's let's practice, all right? So <laughs> let's practice on this one. Oh, so good news for Robbie Fabry. He gets to indulge another 9 to 12 months in his video game addiction.
3: Him and Edmondson can uh, get their season, uh, get four or five seasons of NHL 17 completed by the time he's recovered.
2: All right, let, let's have a scenario here. Carl Gunnarsson has the puck behind his net, uh, flips it up the center, guy knocks it down, shoots and scores, one-timer, boom, overtime goal, game over. As the Blues Social Influencer Program member, what do you say?
1: Um,
3: hashtag, way to go, Carl. <laughs> uh, you know... I think I think really what you have to do is just copy what you see on a lot of the um, uh, the blues lounge and the blues roundtable stuff on Facebook. Some of the people will, will uh, I think, some of those people are actually really uh, tailor made for this kind of job because you'll see like, oh, it's okay, we still love you, blues. We'll get them next time, kind of a thing.
2: Um, for fifty so, years. What about? So does that mean you should be showing your rally boobs? Can you do that as a social influencer program member? I think that's positive. That's a good point. That is positive. I I can
3: get behind that. But uh, especially if there's like, you know, painting or tattoos going on or something to show off the blue note and the blue note pride. So that that could be, it doesn't say anything about, you know, nudity. No nudity. It's true. Nudity is a good thing. I think so. Yeah. People hung up on no nudity. This is 2017 so anyway it bugs me i, I don't i don't i i, I mean i argh, i when something I, i'm not even going to you you guys should apply to this just for fun but but i I'm
2: oh not, they know me they'll laugh they see my name
3: yeah i, I know i would i would <laughs> i just i can't somebody asked me about it today i said i'm not gonna apply for that i i can't i'm not i can't i can't in good conscience uh not complain about something if something uh, is warranted to be complained about. I it, I don't, I can't, I can't uh, get behind the whole rah, uh, rah. It's okay. We're still a great team. Uh, you know, we'll get them next time kind of attitude after a horrible game. I just don't do that.
2: Well, the way that I see it, and it, this is why I stopped following a lot of those. Well, I think all of those blues groups on Facebook is because we, <laughs> You're allowed to cheer and be excited, and you know, anything great happens, you know, celebrate like crazy. Why am I not allowed to get mad when something bad happens? you're not it's, a
3: fan, you're Jeff. A fan. This, you're is, this
2: a fan. is, this is, this is like you said earlier, this is not real life. This is something that you're supposed to kick back and enjoy. And you know what? When you kick back and enjoy, same thing's going to happen on the other end. Something bad happens, it's going to piss you off. So That's why I stopped following those groups because the pe- all the people would be like, "Oh, don't bash the Blues. They're still my team. You're a bad fan." No, a good fan cares about what happens with the team
3: and is vocal about it. And you know, we had uh, last year on those social media fails, uh, if you remember, last season we had uh, a, specific, it's a it's the exact same thing after a after a loss or bad game, somebody put on there to the people who were complaining about what happened and who uh, had a bad game, basically calling them they saying they weren't good fans and, and we made fun of them for that. And I, that's, this is this in a nutshell. So I don't, I don't like this. I don't, uh, I, I get what they're doing. I get it. They want to, you know, spread positivity online. It's I get it, but they should, they're going about it the wrong way. In my opinion, I think they should probably do this privately approach people, uh, with maybe prominent or big fans, uh, on social media. Uh, they know are big fans and approach them privately and say, Hey, you want to take part in this program. Here's the stipulations. Uh, don't announce what you're doing because, and they're giving them badges too. So we're going to know who they are. So if someone's like raw, raw in the blues and they got this, this profile, certain profile pic that the blues have designated that, Oh, they're a social media influencer. Uh, you can't there. What they say is just complete
2: baloney now. Yeah. That imagine how hard those people are going to get blown up on Twitter. Now they're, they're, the they're always, that bad shows and anything, People are going to be like, Oh, you're just a social media influencer. Screw you. You're just a rah, rah guy. You, you can't, you're supposed
3: to be positive. You're not being positive because you want to be positive. You're, you're being told to be positive because you got, you got, you get paid off. You got two tickets and, uh, to a game. I wonder how many people are going to get this, uh, badge and, and get this, uh, involved in this program because well, then, my,
2: another question i have with this is what's stopping someone from stealing that badge from someone's profile picture put it on their own and then bashing the team what are the blues gonna do they they, they have no legal precedent there no, no. I, I i that's and i
3: i i, I thought about doing that <laughs> I, <they're, laughs>
2: because
3: if, if someone gets a badge like, oh, i'll just use that same badge and unless it's like a and it's like a, a, a layered badge over the top of your photo or something, kind of thing. But you, know,
2: you can it, still, I know you can still fake that. Don't be done. Right. Sure. If anyone can do it, Kurt, it's you.
3: I know it. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is quite doable. So, yeah. The whole thing seems dumb. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Just trying to uh, control the tone. Of anything is just, it's, it's a stupid concept. I mean, yeah, we, we all want to focus on the positive, especially, you know, for those of us that use sports, you know, as, as our outlet from daily life, but come on to, to promote a program like this. I mean, this, it's just seems like uh, corporate bullshit to me.
3: I think a lot of people do it. A lot of teams do this kind of thing but I don't know if they publicize it like this.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if the Blues already mm. do that.
3: Oh, yeah. I, 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 now
2: I, they're I, just making it common knowledge.
3: Yeah, I don't know. We'll, well, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure we'll revisit this at some point in the next uh, couple shows. Let's see what happens. Looking forward to the conversation in the future. It should be humorous. It actually... This would be a, a it might make a, a numerous appearances on our social media fails segment. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. We'll see, you know, if they're, uh, how, are, how are we going to be able to tell who the people are? Uh, are there going to be hashtags or is it just going to be the badges? Um, so it'll be fun to, to at least uh, watch how this plays out.
3: And uh, I feel sorry for them, actually, because they're gonna get kind of, kind of roasted, I think, because the the internet is a cruel, dark place for <clears> things <throat> like this. If you get it if you is. get outed as something you're not, <laughs> and uh, it'll get it'll get kind of outed. Anyway, um, preseason injuries. Um, oh, we could probably glaze over this. There's nothing really important to talk about here. Um, <laughs> So we got uh, Zach Sanford. It was uh, it was hurt. Steen, Baumyster, Berglund. Um, missing. Oh yeah, Robbie Fabry is done for the season. <laughs> Announced today. Uh, he'll miss. Uh, I, well, initially I was going we were gonna talk about this. But I had this this kind of little blurb died down about missing the minor training camp because he's aggravated his knee. You know, aggravated his knee. Uh. The same one injured last year. He'd be reevaluated in 10 days from the injury, which the 10-day mark was going to be, you know, opening day. So, okay, you know, maybe he'll miss a week or two after that, and then it comes out today that he has uh, he is now out for the season. So uh, this is kind of a blow. Or uh, what are you guys talking about? You're like <laughs> no, training back and forth. Give me here, pass it to the front. Pass it
1: to the front oh uh, nothing uh just some some inside work humor yep kind of
2: yeah for those that uh that don't know the news bill and i are co-workers now we work yes. in a strip club together yes, <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah, you, you the mop and towel guys <laughs> i'll
2: say bill's our top girl <laughs> well, i have
1: been there for 17 years yeah. so
3: that's and crazy. and you probably found out that that you work there now that that the poles that they dance on, they, they rotate. They don't, they're not fixed. So it's a lot less impressive when they swing around the pole. When right. you all you got to do is hold on, right? Just hold on to the pole.
2: It's impressive all.
3: Take some of those dollars back. <laughs>
2: no. Uh, so yeah, back to the, uh, the preseason injuries. When, when I saw Sanford was out, I thought, well, you know, that stinks. It'd be, it'd like, I'd like, i like to see him in a full season, but yeah, it happens, Steen. No surprise. Okay, yeah, he's hurt. Bo Meester, He's been ever since his Iron Man streak ended. It's just kind of been like, okay, you know, he's gonna have a couple injuries here and there. Berglund again. Every year it seems like this happens with him. But well, yeah, today's news with Fabry—that's a blow, man. I mean, I I still think the Blues can have a, a pretty good offense without him. But you know, you're you got to figure they're counting on. Twenty to twenty-five goals from him, and uh, that just got taken away. With well, tomorrow one press conference. It's uh, it's a shock. We were talking; all three of us kind of talked earlier today about this, and you know, I I don't. I, I we Bill and I both said this that that it could be a career ender. He's young, so it's probably not. But you got to think that you know this kind of stuff does sideline players. I mean. We said that about David Perron with his head injury. Um, look at the college athletes that, that stuff like this has affected. Uh, again, I, I, I'm dooming and glooming right now, but uh, it's terrifying. I mean, he's a he's a good young player. He obviously is hungry to play, and he's out for a whole nother season, a contract year too. So uh, I'm excited to see his progression. Uh, I'm wondering if there's – any hope at all that he could be back for the playoffs, but I'm guessing not. Um, but yeah, it's, that's a, just a major blow.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the you, know, you guys broke the news to me, um, you know, uh, this afternoon and yeah, it was, the, was on the
2: pole when it happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, and, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah, it, it was such a shock that I fell and I may have a concussion. So, um, you can't
3: dance for a whole year? You're out for the
1: season? Uh, uh, I'll be reevaluated in four weeks. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, I mean, the few thoughts that, uh, you know, that I've had while thinking about this, uh, you know, so for the Blues, uh, you know, it's kind of a it, – it, it, well, it, it is a season-altering injury. You know, the um, they they did okay down the stretch last year with them. But uh, you know my my uh, you know post mortem after the Blues got bounced by the Predators was that you know if the Blues had you know maybe one or two more offensive pieces that uh, you know maybe uh, maybe those games go a different way, um, but. You know, some uh, at least a couple of those games in the series against the Predators. You know, if we had one or two more uh, offensive weapons, and Fabry, you know, was was clearly a key missing component. So you know, I was, I was looking forward to uh, to seeing what he would add this year. And uh, you know, now we we go the entire year without him. So you know, people stepped up last year, but can can we expect people to step up and fill the void over an 82 game season? you know and for him you know, you know like you talked about Jeff is is maybe it's not career ending but i think it's career altering he's there's no way that you can come back from two knee injuries and play with the same kind of speed that he exhibited uh, in his first that's s- not true look at look at Pavel seasons. seasons
3: that, that example no <laughs> <Go> my <on.
1: laughs> I was going to say, I was, when you said that, I'm like, it. uh, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> Pound,
3: point, counterpoint on myself. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, Bill. No,
1: no. My, uh, I, yeah, I mean, th- that's basically all I had was, you know, it, well, it's, it's season altering for the blues and at very least career altering for Robbie Fabry. He's, he's not going to be the same player. He's not going to have the same speed. And, uh, it's it's going to be tough for him to uh to be the come back and play at the same level that you, uh, he has
2: do you think that he's young enough to where if it does affect his speed and affect his game do you think he's young enough to where he could still kind of learn maybe a new style and still be a a dynamic player in the NHL even if he's lost a step <clears throat> Um, I don't know about dynamic player, but
1: uh, I think he's got the compete level uh, to, uh, you know, to if he changed his game, uh, you know, to to stick in the league for, you know, for several years. But to to say he's dynamic, you know, I I, I think I was starting to get my hopes up that he could uh, he could possibly be a Doug Gilmore type player, small, fast, good hands. Good offensive instincts, and you know, can yeah, make a lot of shit happen on the ice. And now, you know, without the speed, I, I don't know. Uh, in this day and age, speed is so much part of the game. It, it, it's gonna be tough for him.
3: It's okay, guys. We're still a good team. We got Vladimir Tarasenko. We got Petrangelo. We got a young Jake Allen in that.
2: Hey, do you want to be a social media influencer? I was going to say I
1: nominate Kurt Price as <laughs> social media influencer.
3: What is that? I would that sounds intriguing. But you no, should Kurt do it, I'll, I'll give you a badge. This team, we still got some great players in this team, and you know we've got a lot of young kids who could step up, and you know uh, Costin could score twenty goals uh, this season. So I mean he could replace Fabry's production. So uh, we're we're in good shape. I'm not worried about it whatsoever. Um, Fabry will come back stronger than ever, and we'll be a a great team. Uh, He might he may surprise people come back in the second round of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're we might be good to go.
2: You know, you've really turned me around on this. I'm so glad that we have people like you in social media. um, okay, so that was really painful to do. <laughs> serious question: Does Armstrong do anything to uh, pull Blackhawks here and 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 say, okay, we lost this guy, but we're gonna go get this guy, and uh, you know we're gonna? Is there a signing? Is there a trade? Do you think he does anything? I don't think
3: so. Uh, mm-hmm. Although you know what, it happened. It, it, I guess we're fortunate it happened early, in, early, and before before the season started. So there's all kinds of time all season long to see how this team is going to be to see if someone can try and fill his shoes skates whatever you want to say um, he you know we I mean they to be honest I was joking earlier but I mean there are I mean, there is a there are a number of uh, talented kids rookies who will probably make this team now because of all the injuries and one of them might fill avoid um and depending how they play I they're going to they're going to see how these kids play i mean if they're contributing and 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 kicking ass then there's not a need to necessarily unless they unless they have an opportunity to acquire a veteran that you know maybe could help them but i think they're gonna see how it plays out
1: yeah Yeah, i oh go ahead bill i was gonna say um you know i i pretty much agree with you there kurt that you know i i don't think that this necessitates a move especially you know early in the season I think it's one of those things where you see what the what the kids can contribute, um, but you know I I think that they'll you know they'll have their eye open for you know, any surprise waiver wire moves, you know, and uh, if they can if they can pick somebody up with experience, bring them in, yeah, maybe they will. But you know, Bo Bennett got cut today, and you know if they're that tells me that you know, this is a different mindset than the Hitchcock era where, you know, we would bring in three players on, uh, you know, uh, tr- professional tryouts, you know, uh, that uh, because Hitchcock wanted veteran presences, um, you know, but we've, we've got so many young kids, you know, uh, blaze, F- Wade Megan's tearing it up. Um, Clem Costin and, still. Yeah constant and uh you know, so there i think and the trend around the league has been to go to these younger guys and see what they can do um but you know if if the blues uh you know come out of the gate cold and you know aren't doing anything then maybe you look but i don't know the one thing i've learned in now is you cannot predict what doug armstrong is going to do You think he's going to do nothing and then he comes out and trades you already and becomes your favorite person in the world. Uh,
2: I do love Doug Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say though that uh, for me, there's one player that I look to that I think could, this is going to open up the door for and I think that's Ivan Barbashev. Um, I've been, I've been tugging on Barb's, Barbashev's, uh, shoelaces for a while here. I've been, uh, ever since he was drafted, I've been saying this kid's got something. So, uh, I'd like to see him step up, uh, possibly get a top six role, maybe not right away, but throughout the season and, uh, see what he can do. I mean, that kid's got great hands, good, good enough speed, good back checker. Um, I'd love to see him be able to, to kind of shine a little bit with Fabry out again. So, We'll see. There's a couple guys, as you said, uh, Bill, that could take the reins here. Uh, Blaze and Megan are the two who are really standing up right now in uh, preseason. But, uh, yeah, to me, I'm, I'm looking at that This is his chance to step in and show what he can do at the NHL level.
3: I'm, uh, I, you know, the, the, when uh, when we drafted Costin with the pick that we traded uh, uh Reeves- that, you know, there are people saying that, uh, you know, he was the best European skater in the draft, number one rated European skater in the draft. Um, and, oh, gosh, can he make the team this year. And it was like, well, you know, he's a good player, but probably not now. I mean, well, he's impressed, first of all. And uh, I think that um, uh, he'll – I mean, it looks like he will make this team or should make this team. So – uh, I, I, that's, that's one thing that I guess the silver lining with the Fabry injury is that and all the injuries, for example, we're going to have uh, a few kids in the lineup that we might not have had, expected to have in the lineup, you know, a month and a half ago. So I think uh, that's going to be exciting. I mean, if, it's, if, it, if it doesn't work out, it, it doesn't work out. Uh, but I think at the very least, it's gonna be, I'm, I'm very, I'm looking, really looking forward for the first time in a long time. Uh, maybe since, you know, Oshie Backus uh, days the, the, to see the young kids come in the
2: lineup and to see what they can do. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm too. I'm, I'm excited to see what Magnus Payarvi can do. <laughs> hey, in all seriousness, he had a good, good end of the year last year, good playoffs. so I'm I'm rooting for him to step up and be a guy that, that can contribute as well.
3: That goal yeah. against uh, uh, Minnesota. Yeah,
2: yeah. serious not, clincher. Not. No, I'm with you, Kurt. I think that uh there's a lot of kids here. I mean, that's and that's the beauty of of these types of injuries is and I'm not saying that it's good to have injuries, it never is, but the the silver lining is you get guys in there who are going you know are going to put 110% in every game to start the year. So the blues are gonna probably come out I think are gonna come out trailblazing, uh unless they just keep getting more and more injuries, but you know, you're going to have, I think, a, a Braden Shen who's going to be motivated. Um, you're going to have possibly Kostin, Megan, Blaze, all these guys. Yashkin knows he's going to have to step up. These guys are going to be playing hard to start the year. They're gonna be, this is their playoff. They're, they're trying to prove that they can stay on this team all year. So uh, I think it's going to be a fun open to the season. Plus, we got Mike Yo uh, in his first training camp as head coach so we'll be able to see his system fully in in play to start the year. So yeah, I'm the fabry injury hurts and it makes me skeptical to a certain extent, but I'm still excited for this year more than I've been in a long time.
3: When's the last time we had this deep, this this much depth at forward in the organization where we've sustained this many injuries and we're talking about being excited about the guys that get the opportunity to play with, you know, that could play well. I mean, they're, I mean, granted it's preseason. They haven't really, they haven't played against, you know, in, in, a, in a real NHL game yet. So we don't know how it's going to ha- how it's going to play out. But I, I, I'm i I'm, I'm not, the sky is not falling for me right now. Which me neither. would be otherwise if, you know, if we didn't have these guys to plug in the
2: lineup. I think last time this happened was probably for me early 2000s. Um, I remember some of these names: Mark Rycroft. I remember getting excited to see him step in. Um, uh, Varlamov, what was his name? Sergey Varlamov was that his name?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing some of those names pop in for injuries. I think Scott Mellonby had an injury, and they started playing Varlamov, and and all these names it was like, oh man, we got the depth to be able to sustain these injuries but then after the salary cap i i don't think the blues have really had this kind of depth before so it's it's really nice to see yeah definitely not on offense defense we got we got
1: pretty pretty well you know the last couple of years you know it's been tough for people to crack crack the lineup and you know on that front you another another one of the cuts today guy put on waivers was uh Pateri limbo you know, two was yeah. two years ago. He looked like a shoo-in. Mm-hmm. He, he looked like he was going to be the number number four, number five, number six, and you know he's been totally supplanted by you know the the Vince Dunn's and Tommy Vanellis and you know other guys in the organization. And uh, you know, but it is exciting, you know, as you guys are saying, you know, to to see the kind of offensive depth and. You know, to the to the guys, you know, uh, coming out of uh, last year's draft, who have, you know, been impressive at points during this preseason, um, from everything that I've read, you know, uh, you know, that's that's awesome too. You know, to have Costen and Thomas, you know, already you know making waves, that's that's great.
2: So uh, while we're on the topic. Let's play a quick game. Leading goal scorer in the preseason. Who is it for the Blues?
3: Goal scorer. Um, or not points, goals, right?
2: Uh, just goals, yeah. <clears throat> um, is it Megan? No. Megan has one goal. Okay, I thought you had more than that.
1: And Tage Thompson only has one goal. So Tage
2: Thompson only has one goal. That's correct. Mm, um, it's the obvious answer. The obvious
1: answer, the obvious answer would be Tarasenko. Tarasenko
2: but... is correct. See,
3: that's, I, I said that before the show. I
2: did. did. Three. I, he I, has I, three I, goals.
3: I knew he had the leading points. Leader and assists. Okay. Uh.
1: Uh, Jordan Kyrou.
2: Kyrou was uh, tied for second
3: with two. I have no idea. I'll say... And
2: he's back in Sarnia.
3: I'll say Thompson.
2: Tage Thompson is incorrect. He also had two. It is Ivan Barbashev with three. Your leading point scores, it's multiple players. We have Tage Thompson, Vladimir Tsarasenko Wade Megan, Jordan Kairu, Dmitry Yashkin, Samuel Blaze and uh, Ivan Barbashev, so uh, that's exciting. Your leading plus minus is Robert Bertuzzo, also leader in penalty minutes. What, what is anyone who cares? Oh, his plus minus is a uh, plus three. The worst is uh, Robert Thomas, uh, lead singer of Matchbox Twenty. He has minus five. <laughs> minus five. Send him down. Your leader in power play goals is Vladimir Tarasenko with two. And we have one person with a shorthanded goal. Do you guys know who it is? I don't. Jaden Schwartz. I knew that.
3: Damn it. I was going to
2: say that. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. So it's always fun to go through preseason stats because it's always like, well, this time it's, it's, it's Tarasenko, so it makes sense. But usually you're like, who the hell is this guy, and why is he leading the Blues in points?
3: So uh, speaking of uh, – we mentioned – we touched on a couple of guys that were sent down. Uh, the Blues assigned six players to the American Hockey League. Forwards, Connor Bleakley, uh, Mackenzie McEachern, which is just an awesome hockey name. Yes, Mackenzie Uh And Adam Musil, yeah. uh, along with defenseman Jordan Schmaltz and uh, Thomas Vanelli and goaltender Billy Huso, who has actually been uh, quite good. So that's, uh, that's nice to see.
2: I th- – yeah, but he he had no. They knew there was no chance he was getting in the I lineup. I know, but, but, it's, but it's, no, I agree. He's been great, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Possibly even next year as a backup.
3: Right, so like like late this season, if if somebody wants uh, a goaltender and we want to uh, you know move, maybe we can move a uh, Huso. Bring up late this season if he's playing well.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm not aspiring to be a social blue social media influencer. So I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, You know, when Jake Allen gets injured, he'll get his chance.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. (laughs) No, I mean, he's, it's going to happen. I mean, history will repeat itself and you're right. They're going to, they'll give Hutton a couple games. They're going to at least give Huso one or two games and I'm pretty excited to see what he can do. Um, Jordan Bennington had that chance, and he blew it. So it'll it'll be exciting well, to see Huso get the same chance. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> or will Doug Armstrong surprise us all and retrade for Phoenix Copley?
2: Or will Martin Brodeur put the pads back on? Oh, uh, I like that idea. There you go.
3: You think you think Phoenix's parents uh, misspelled Phoenix, or they spelled it away on purpose?
2: You never know nowadays. It's like a bad tattoo that was spelled wrong. It's like, oh. what of his word. names actually pronounced Phoenix. Phoenix. Hooked on Phonics. Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, well, okay. Uh, so I mean, so you're, you're. Uh, I guess I mean, it's hard to say that uh, the mood today for you guys is anything less than a little somber because of Fabry. But overall, since we've, we we have you know talked. Nicely, respectfully, of the, of the kids coming in. Um, your 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 generalized thoughts, uh, your emotions right now as far as the team going forward is – we kind of touched on it, I guess, but positive?
2: Yeah. To, to be honest with you, uh, you know, they – before Fabry's injury, I even said – I go, well, Steen's going to be hurt because he's Steen and he always gets hurt. So I what? said, you know, what? that's going to – I mean, he's still healthy. He, Schwartz is doing get hurt. Yeah. Well, I'm saying one of those guys, that's actually what I said. Steen or Schwartz are going to get hurt in training camp. Cause they always do. Berglund will be out, which we already knew. Um, and I said, so that's going to open up a spot for possibly a Tate Thompson, uh, possibly a Barbashev. Um, but I said, man, it's going to take one more injury to give Clem Kostin his shot. And again, you never hope for injuries. I, I wish Fabry was on this team this year, but at the same time, I'm really excited about if Clint Costin can stay on this team. Somebody asked me the day training camp started, does Clint Costin make this team? And I said, yes. Uh, everybody on Facebook blasted me. They were not social media influencers mm-hmm. and told me that I was crazy. There's no way he makes this team. Yep. And, uh, I I don't know. There's just something about this kid from what I've heard from from people who've seen him play and from his attitude, his work ethic, I'm excited to see this kid. I think he's the real deal. He's a rookie. I'm not expecting him to score 80 points or anything, but I think he's going to be a solid contributor if he stays with the team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think now I'm completely going off base here. But I would love to see him get a couple shifts with Tarasenko and see what those two could do together. He's got the attitude
3: for it. He's, yeah. uh, he's a very confident player. so hes And he's I like not, that. He, oh, yeah, me too. He's not going to be a deer in headlights kind of guy, I don't think at all.
2: No, he knows what he wants to do. He knows what he's capable of, and he's going to go out and do it. And I'm, I couldn't be more excited about it.
3: Yeah, I was ecstatic when they, when they uh, picked him. I was sitting at my parents' house, and I'm like, uh, we got the one pick left. Like, it's got to be Costum. They got to take him, take him, take him, take him. And they took him, and I literally yelled, yes, good. They took him. <laughs> my dad's like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah, I, I said the same thing. When they made that that trade and they got the first pick, the first round pick, last pick of the, of the round, <sighs> I said, yeah, that's got to be Clip Costum. It's got to be. That's got to be why they made that trade. And, and uh eugene levy has joined the show Is <laughs> uh
3: yeah, nick and uh i assume both nicks are there is that correct but uh, yeah they've joined the show hi guys
0: how's it going hey from good to be on guys
3: hey from the toast dispatch uh website and podcast what's up
0: not much. Uh, looking forward to the season. Disappointed about the news of fabric. I just hopped on, so I'm not sure if you covered that yet. But uh, that's that's rough what news. Happened
1: what happened? To- they say. Wait, yeah. what happened? Yeah, happened to Roddy fabric
0: Yeah, you know, I'm sure not everybody knows yet. This is kind of a uh, breaking news. Are we breaking this? This is getting broken on air. Speaking right now, but Roddy is out for the year. What? Oh and my God! I think nobody saw that coming. Not not a single person.
2: Well, throw the season away. It's over. Oh God! Yeah, we, uh, All
1: right, I I I I quit this podcast. There's nothing positive. <laughs> nothing positive.
3: Okay, Nick Junior. You know we talked about before. If Bill ever bowed out, it, it's yours. So you
0: oh, okay, uh, move over, Bill. I'm hopping in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, who's gonna Who's gonna die for me to jump in? Um. Like the whole cast? All of
3: them. <laughs> there's a
2: long
0: line ahead of you, my friend. <laughs> like 22 people.
3: There's, there's a guy Bro. that produced a, a fan film we're going to have on next week. I think he's ahead of you. are like,
0: your yeah. pet hamster has to go before I actually get in.
3: Uh, he's busy eating a $20 bill down the hall.
0: Okay.
3: Um. So we uh, we just kind of wrapped up talking about the uh, Fabry and uh, the young kids coming to the lineup. So who I'll, I'll ask you guys, uh, Nick, Nick, uh, who are you guys most excited about as far as the young kids go? so You make this this team. so That's actually on the roster right now.
0: I've got the ah. just the best talking I've ever heard in my life. Clem Costin. Ah. Yeah. It's just fun to say. It's just fun to say. But the guys, his, his shot's incredible. We got to see him in prospect camp. Uh, a couple months back, and his I love I love the way skates. Great skater, great shot. Uh, he needs a little bit growing to do. We saw him in the preseason game. He had the fight um, against the Dallas guy. He can hold his own. I'm just really excited with him. Tate Thompson's another great one too. I'm going with the dark horse, Blay. Blay. We still don't know how to say his name. It's Bla. Yeah, the S is not a, It's not an S. It's a Y. Blay. Or maybe just don't say it.
1: Blah? Blah. What's his first name?
0: Samuel Blair.
1: And where's he from?
0: Uh, British Columbia.
1: Yeah, it's Blaze.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like Blah. Blah. Maybe his middle name is Blah. I think it's So So. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Oh, Eugene Lovey. Always with the jokes.
3: Don't you have a game show to host or something?
0: <laughs> I knew it was only time, a matter of time before they started ganging up on me. You mean they didn't all right? It's a- it's, a, it's a it's it's uh gender bias right here. I'm what is that kind of they even know what you're saying? They just you're spouting words right now. <laughs> I meant to say age and I said gender. We they're ageist? <laughs> is this what you're saying?
2: <laughs> we uh we already made uh a- kneeling during national anthem jokes We can't throw these <laughs> <in> the <gym. laughs> what,
0: was supposed, what was i supposed to say gentrification what am i saying gentrification you don't what's even know he doesn't the even part. know what he's saying anymore no, say because there's words out there what's so the when you get older and it's biased for somebody that, towards their age it's not gender and all of a sudden i can't think what it is it's
1: it's ageism ages there it is so what I, do you guys think I, in north korea
0: uh, gentrification.
3: Come on, South Korea. Is that what you're gonna say?
0: Why did something happen before the today that I don't know about? No, no, uh, yeah, we're, we're all getting nuked. <laughs> <laughs> if this is gonna be a lost, this is gonna be the last podcast, let's make it good. Come on.
2: Too late. <laughs> hey, you better leave. whoa. <laughs> oh,
4: oh. oh, I'm yeah. kidding.
2: I love you. The-
3: um, so, uh, next on the agenda, we'll just keep moving along. Um, the Scott trade center improvements and their battle with the city. So, uh, who's been down to Scott trade? Uh, Nick and Nick, you said you guys have been there to see, have you? Have
0: you? Less is the renovation. I haven't seen the new scoreboard, but I've seen a lot of photos.
3: Okay. Um, anyway.
0: Is anyone concerned about the fact that the scoreboard looks like if you're sitting up in the top in the nosebleed section that there's going to be half the ice, that you're not going to see? It, I mean, it's it's crossing oh, my does mind. Does it hang down that low? Yeah, it's huge. It's like three times as big as the other one. No, so, it, it doesn't block the ice it's, up it's block and They're just I not know, saying anything it's yet. It's
3: a lot wider and taller, but it doesn't hang down any lower, does it? Right.
0: But, yeah. it, it just starts up higher. Uh, I saw the pictures. It looks like if you're up top, you're gonna be like, you're gonna have to watch it on the TV screen. You might as well stay I mean, at home.
3: I know they can raise the thing up all the way to the rafters for
0: various events and things. So yeah, they've done yeah. it before. Yeah, so assuming. Well, that, well, who sits upstairs anyway?
2: You're wrong, Nick. It's just fine.
0: <laughs> I'll be I'll be in the alumni box. Won't be able to see a thing. Oh, ding, ding ding ding, ding ding ding,
3: ding 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 ding
0: ding. I wanted to get that out of the way quick.
3: <laughs> so uh, the 20th Ward Alderman Kara Spencer has created uh, quite the controversy, being very outspoken about the city of St. Louis and how they should not kick in any money for the Scott Trade improvements, um, even though. Uh, They've already agreed to do that. <laughs> um, sh- uh, she would like the money to come from fees collected from ticket sales, which uh, I think that was announced today.
0: Yeah, just today uh, I saw that. Uh,
3: which is the plan she's proposing, which I don't think anybody has a real problem with that fan-wise, I don't, but, um, but uh, the board and voters are to approve that with a vote. Uh, but the Kiel Center partners, the group of Blues, argues that the measure is an attempt to undo a deal that already worked out with city officials, uh, uh, it would be illegally spending private money. So, uh... Blues fans will see 34 million worth of improvements, including a huge video board at Wednesday's preseason opener. Uh, actually, that's old. That's a that's, that's old. old. I th-
0: I think I think they already said that uh... all that's by the wayside. I thought it was all approved just it, uh, two it, days it, ago.
3: It well, it was approved, but uh. Wait, what was approved? The uh, ticket uh, sales tax thing?
0: Whatever they were opposing, I thought the money I think, was I think going he's to talking approved. about the funding, but now the latest thing is that they're like right. what, what you were just reading is the latest thing.
3: Yeah, the funding, the fund, the, uh, the, the, they move forward. The city agreed to pay for it, uh, to chip in for it. The, the, the Kiel Center partners are chipping in $50 million and the city is chipping in 120 something, I think, or 130 um, by sales of bonds and things. But, um, now Kara Spencer is has proposed that uh, she's trying to renege on that deal and propose this, which would make uh, funding for these improvements would be paid for by uh, ticket uh, by ticket sales tax. So, so basically the person that has to sign off on this uh, deal that was agreed upon already um, has yet to do so. And I think she may be taken to court by the Kiel Center Partners. Uh, so to make her sign this thing, so because it's, it's, it's agreed upon already. But so Kara Spencer's coming forward and trying to change it up. So I, what I want to know is, uh, and I don't know how close you guys have followed this or not, I, and I I had a Twitter conversation with her uh, last week, and I asked her to come on the show to talk about it, and she, of course, didn't reply because she doesn't know who the hell we are. But um, <laughs> but uh, I I, I want to know why this whole proposal wasn't done beforehand, why this wasn't, why this is the one that wasn't voted on before and why the city agreed to pay for it before, but now they're not.
0: That's right, because this sounds like a totally reasonable thing to say is, okay, well, let's take one of the taxes that's already being applied to this thing and just apply that to the renovations. But why, then why wasn't that idea there in the first place? Who didn't have that idea?
3: Well, uh, the, D- David Richardson, who's an attorney with uh, Hush Blackwell, represents Kiel Center Partners and said that uh, the facility fees that have been in place since the early 2000s that are already being collected on, e- on ticket sales which uh, Kara Spencer wants to go to pay, go towards the renovations. Um, uh, the blues and the opera house uh, for operations and maintenance, uh, not capital improvements. It generates less than a million dollars a year in revenue, he said. And that's before some of the money has to go to artists and promoters. Um, and they said, the Kielsen partner said that the, the, their lawyer, their attorney, said that those are private dollars. And from a legal perspective, the alderwoman can't just file a bill. That appropriates a private party's money to the government, which is what she's doing here, um, basically saying that that's illegal. So, Spencer's bill would repeal an ordinance passed by the St. Louis Board of Aldermen earlier this year, issuing sixty-four million dollars in bonds to help fund the renovation of Scott Trade Center. So that's that's my thing: is that why wasn't this whole thing that you know proposed before?
0: Because what do you that- think? What do you think, Junior? I'm, I'm going to let them do this one out. I didn't follow this that closely
2: it's oh, what what i don't understand and and this is going way back to when it was first uh, not signed by the comptroller what where's uh, okay where's the legal precedent of the fact that it was approved by the board of aldermen but then one person can just say nah i'm not signing that you know uh, to me and i've read i read before and i don't know if this is true that few cities give their comptroller that much power, that she has to sign it. Um,
3: well, I'm sure that there's I'm sure that there's been conversations had between the comptroller
2: and the and Kara Spencer, and others about. Oh, well, I'm uh, sure. But control. but I just don't understand. Like, if it's approved by the board of aldermen who decide everything, why is one person allowed to come and say, "No, that's not going to happen." Right. I don't know. And, and
3: apparently the deal that they've they agreed to is not a good deal for the city.
2: No, it's not. It, it's bad for their credit.
3: Right. Yeah. And it could hurt their credit rating. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But, but so why this seems, this seems like a, an oops move to me. It's like, Oh well, my God, we
2: messed up. Well, the thing that, 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 that bothers me about it too, is the fact that they've already, they already started making these renovations before they got the funding. Like mm. they, okay, well it was approved. So we're good to go. But it was never. Shouldn't this have been hammered out last summer and said, "Okay, we'll start renovations next summer. Make sure eh, all of our ducks in a row before we start this." Because now the Blues are saying, "Well, we got all these loans out now, and you know we're no, we don't know how we're going to pay them." It's I don't know. It just it There's, seems like there was a lot of weird behind well, the scenes stuff that shouldn't have happened before all of this went and here,
3: down. And here's the deal too: is that the city owns that trade. <laughs> Um, technically now, they don't make a ton of money off of it. Uh, I think they, I think that, that, uh, uh, they, the, what the blues lease it for like a, they sent a dollar essentially the blues own it, but the city technically owns it. Um, but be the, whatever, whatever the, the city technically owns it. Um, at some point, it's one of those things where, okay, it might not be the best deal for the city. Um, this, this sounds like a better deal for them with a the ticket tax. Um, but whatever. So, but it seems like the city, you need it, it, The Scott trade center is a nice thing to have. So thinking money into something that generates revenue for the area, they said that one of the events, I forgot which one it was generated. Uh, it was a multi-day event, $250 million for the city. Um, which I'm not sure how good that is that you can cook
2: away, but probably the final four, right? The final four or so, the lead eight, whatever was here.
3: Yeah, that might have been it. So two hundred fifty million dollars for the revenue. So I mean, now the city doesn't see you know the the treasure they don't see all that money. That's like you know hotels and businesses and things. But that's that's part of what the 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 board of Alderman is to do is to promote the city and to make the city to advance the city and and, uh, and I guess you know manage the money and make it profitable. Or, but so it doesn't lose money. But still, I, I just this whole thing could have been prevented if this particular package, this, this, this deal would have been offered beforehand. I don't know why this doesn't make sense to me, which is why I would love to have talked to Kara Spencer about this.
0: But I think I, Jeff's, I think Jeff's on uh, target that, uh, most of these things that are happening now procedurally, uh, you know, technically or whatever, whatever, these things that are unfolding that they're, it's because the behind the scene things, uh, a politician looking for leverage uh, you know, to gain position or whatever they were doing behind the scenes in getting their vote or not getting the vote, you know, or giving the vote, yes or nay, you know, yay or nay. You know, something was going on behind the scenes that didn't work out and somebody now is, is posturing for, you know, uh, politically or whatever, but I don't, I don't think it has to do on some, you know, moral ground or just wanting to do what's right for the city. I don't think that, I think most of those people are crooks anyway, so I don't think that they're. I don't. I think Jeff's more online. If that's what he was trying to say,
3: I think a lot of people think that uh, the def- the default view and their d- default opinion is that oh, well, the, why doesn't the team uh, pay for the renovations? It's there. It's you know, they, their team plays there. Uh, they, you know, the ownership group. Why don't they pay for it? Um, well, they're they're chipping in fifty million of it. So that's
2: you look at you look at any sports venue in America and even Canada. I mean, look at what's going on in Calgary right now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, it, the owners never paid full, which I understand, you know, Hey, the city's making money off us too. So yeah, the, the, the team's already chipping in. What'd you say? It was 50 million, 49 million, something like that. It
3: was 50 million. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, so they're still pitching in a, a large sum and cause they know that this, these renovations are going to draw crowds. It's going to draw people that are going to want to come in and see the team. And, um, you know, obviously a, a certain percentage of ticket sales would are gonna go to the city or right? It's like three dollars a ticket or something.
0: What
2: what tax? Three, yeah, the tax right, right now it's three uh let's
0: like see amusement What's tax it? they called it, right?
2: It's three fifty yeah, it's for five percent is the amusement tax, I
3: believe. Three dollars and fifty cents for individual blues games and three dollars for other events.
0: Yeah. When it's all said and done, does it generate revenue? Is that what it could I mean, does it or does it not? generate revenue in a, in a fund that goes into some general fund or whatever fund it goes to that's distributed through the city in their for their use does it generate revenue uh,
3: Does anybody know that so the attending events okay here it is the attending events at Scott Trade or uh, or the adjacent Peabody Opera House currently pay a 5% amusement tax to the city to the city on their tickets as well as sales taxes Spencer is Point at Scott Trade also uh, Scott Trade also takes roughly 5% from their customers tickets through a facility fee which, according to the ownership group, is three fifty per individual Blues games and three dollars for other events. That's the fee that Kara Spencer wants to go to the city for. Uh, for the uh, sorry, for to the renovation.
0: So she's just negotiating. Uh, they're just negotiating a position to get a, a little more that comes back to the city and less into the pockets of the Blues.
3: Well, they're, she's negotiating to get the the yeah less into the pocket of the Blues and this facility fee uh, to go towards renovations. That's what she wants to do. But that, the Blues are arguing that's private money. And the government cannot uh, force a private entity, which is Scott Kill Center Partners, to pay, <laughs> take their money and, and, and put it towards renovations. So
0: there's a personal dispute going on there. There's something's wrong where she's not, you know, she's just not I think they probably told her to go get screwed behind the scenes. And she said, okay, well, I'm gonna fight this all the way. So everything she can find to create a situation, she's creating it. Any technicality anything she can do it's sounds. that's what it sounds like to me without knowing all the details it comes across that way it, basically the the board approved everything right that was the yeah. bottom line
3: uh right and the the uh this
0: comptroller
2: is a different person
3: though. well the, the city treasurer side. actually owns the parking garage so then the team doesn't make uh, much money in the parking garage or concessions. They make a little bit of money on concessions. They don't
2: much. make anything on the parking yeah. garage, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, nothing on the parking garage. They make a, The team makes a little on concessions.
2: Uh,
0: that deal's supposed to end pretty soon, I think. Yeah, that changed more money that next way. year,
3: I think. I think it's 2020 it changed. It's 2020.
2: Yeah. Oh, two
0: years.
3: Yeah, so that that changes. So that, that'll be good. But thank you, Dave Checkets, for that. Uh, oh,
2: my <laughs> God. I remember when, the, when that was announced. It's like, what are you... You don't want anyone to buy this team, do you? You know what
3: that was for? That was, that was for upfront money. He got cash for that. And that was to help him pay off other things he had going on. Yep. That was He used the blues as a, as a oh, I can sell this off to pay yep. off other uh, ventures.
2: So I will say that, that to, with this whole thing, I do wonder, and I'm not insinuating anything, there's definitely some behind-the-scenes stuff going, as we've mentioned.
0: I'll if, insinuate if you want me to.
2: No, I'm saying with the Blues, especially, because you look, they're fighting St. Louis County right now, too, about their practice rink. Yep. So they're all over the place, legality with the governments of St. Louis County and St. Louis City, and it's just, you know, I That's don't know not- if they're trying to do something underhanded, but it does not look good for them.
3: Uh, I mean, if you if you don't mind, uh, the I don't know a ton about the practice uh, Practice facility that was next that was proposed apparently was going to be built. They even started to break ground, and then whoop, now they stopped. So, the and uh, all I heard, and it was probably uh, a biased point of view, was the the protesters that were against it and the people who were against it, and they actually won, and and halted the the construction of it. Was that they just didn't want their park to be uh defaced by the rink, correct? They didn't want to. They
0: didn't want to open up Pandora's box. You know, it's a slippery slope is the way they were approaching it, that if you build in that area, then who's to stop the next person? If I was them, what I would have done is let them build and take up one percent of the the land and then use that as leverage to say, look, we'll let you do this. But you have to put it in the charter that you're not going to do another thing for another 50 years in this property. And if you'll agree to that, go ahead and build. And then they could use that as leverage to seal the deal that nothing else happens in that property. And it would have been a win win for both parties.
3: It seems so simple to just just write that in and create an ordinance for the park okay they've the the, the folks that are that are building the, the practice facility they agree to this and then we'll, we'll create an ordinance that nothing can be built in the within so many yards or whatever of this facility You're not going to build like a, sh- a strip mall or whatever so I, I that that makes sense to me and I I guess I don't know it, maybe I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than that and I'm sure there's more that goes into it but um, I don't see how this thing isn't being built. It's not like they're building uh, a strip mall with a huge parking lot. It's a place for kids to play hockey,
0: right? A public hockey rink. Yeah, well, well, my I, well, let me throw to my two cents in that real quick. Is that I just think that it's in those situations when it's all said and done. Um, if you if you just simply got a philanthropist, if you got somebody who would just simply who loved hockey, look, look at Forest Park forever. There was a there was a guy there. In 1925, there was a caddy. He went on to become a billionaire, and he donates millions of dollars to Forest Park Forever, and it's a beautiful park, one of the best parks in the country, one of the best city parks in the country. And it, was, it, it really is what it is today because of an individual. I, I think it, the, if the money comes from an individual, you know, maybe you're not going to get a donator like that, but a group of people that just simply love hockey and they donate some money, then all of a sudden the crap goes down. Somebody, even if they just donate the land, And if they donate the land a little ways out of, you know, somewhere where somebody's got a hundred acres and they start there, stop building in a floodplain, stop building things off the government's money or people's taxpayer, however you want to flip it, however you want to uh, shape it and, and and make it look good. It always ends up being an issue around here. Nothing works. So I don't understand why they keep going down that road. I know why they're attempting to why soccer tried MLS and why the blues try and everything else, because it's, it's, it's less money. And you make more money when, you have TIFFs and everything else that they can you know be given. But in the long run, it just seems like they should just avoid it all if they could.
3: Yeah, St. Louis is kinda of, uh, not they're kinda of Charlie Brown with the football here, they're they're kinda to miss missing with all kinds of stuff. The the MLS stadium that was supposed to be a thing and then it they, they didn't you know that that wasn't allowed. And now the the, the practice facility. <clears throat> uh, that was supposed to be being built. And now that was, that's no, that's not gonna happen.
2: Well, before that, the Rams new stadium, the Rams, the Rams, new stadium, the Rams left. And then now the
3: renovations just got trade. The city doesn't, it's almost like, I mean, I, I get get the city is, is, uh, not uh, wealthy. Um, and it's, it's a money thing, but, um, the city does not come off looking good in this because it's like, if you're not going to maintain what you have and keep it nice, and if you're not going to continue to improve and build new facilities and people are going to just keep leaving and and move away and you're not going to, there's a, St. Melissa has a stigma now of being not a nice place to live, the violence, um, downtown. Um, it, it, it just makes sense to me to try and better the city, better the surrounding areas. So it's uh, that, uh, and I know it's a money thing uh, with a lot of it, but, um, people got to find a way to wake up work because it's if you don't renovate Scott trade which they're doing but if you, if you didn't do that and you let the Rams leave um there's no MLS uh, soccer stadium being built um there's no uh rink and uh where was that? St. Charles Chesterfield
1: yeah Maryland it's Heights I think park no, right yeah
3: so that's not being built yeah so what what are they what's the city trying to do I mean they're just not it's it's nice for a city to have nice things
0: it's what makes sense. Well, what makes sense to me for these situations? Uh, go ahead, Bill. You haven't said anything in a while. Shut up.
1: Uh, I was just going to say that, you know, the, to me, as a, you know, somebody who doesn't live on the Missouri side, um, you know, I, a little bit, you know, I, I don't have a, you know, a voting or vested interest. Well, I guess I have a vested interest because I want to see this city start, you know, doing good things and, you know, being a, a, uh, you know, a, a positive place. St. Louis seems just to always, sh- you know, the, the, and when I say St. Louis, I'm not just talking about the city. I'm talking about the region. We don't do things in our best interest. Um, you know, there, to me, the, it's it's a wildly unpopular opinion uh with everybody i know um most of the people i work with most people that uh you know that that you know uh, that i've talked to about this are white folks from the county st louis has to come together the city and the county have to start working together if you know if there's not a merger to be had there has to be something to bring the city and county together to work on regional projects that make st louis a better place to live
0: okay and, then and, and what that speaks to go ahead bill i'm sorry but let me throw in something as soon as you're
1: done sure i was just gonna say that to me a better place to live uh includes nice things like sports arenas where all of us can go you know if, if St. Clair and Madison County and Monroe County in Illinois need to contribute to a large regional presi- presence, you know, it, it's something that I think should be explored and should be discussed, um, but it, it just seems like there's just so much, so many things are done that that are for individual, smaller party interests than for the interests of the region.
0: That's exact. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I'm going to add to that and just say that the way I would say that, too, is that basically the leadership group, whatever titles and names that they have, are not visionaries. They're short-sighted. So you have individuals making this. I, and I, I want to add to that. I don't think they're properly educated. I think these, like earlier, it was Jeff had mentioned about a comptroller. Well, who gets the comptroller in there? What, what's his qualifications or hers? And I think these individuals that are elected or a, a more so maybe even uh, given a position within city government, they're probably not simply uh, educated enough. And how they were able to get to the spot they are in within government isn't a reflection of their skills or their, uh, their desires for the community. It's, it's probably more about who did they do favors for to get to their position. Uh, a really bad example of a good example of a bad person in that situation would be the city's or maybe it's the county's accountant that's been in the news lately. The, the tax auditor, I mean, or is he the tax auditor or the city accountant or something like that? But the guy owes. Well, I'm, I don't want to go off into that, but there's just I think that, that is the core of the problem. And, I, it you know, go ahead.
2: I'll agree with you that the, I think the core of the problem for me is the separation between city and county. And I think Bill has, was touching on this that what is it? Only St. Louis and Baltimore have their city and county separate in the entire United States. I mean, which you what, can't. Which what's that? Why, I'm sorry,
3: which one of the reasons why the crime rate for St. Louis is like uh, escalated because they only count. Is that right? The only count. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's only count count on the
1: city. city right. It, right. You don't get, you don't get to include the county to dilute the cities
2: that, right. you know, the so city it, numbers.
3: plus actually looks, it comes off numeric, uh, statistics wise, much worse than it actually is. That's why yeah. Baltimore
2: is not as bad as people think too.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: yeah it's, it's, it starts there. And I, and I, I know that a merger there having those two, the, the city become absorbed into the county is something that would take years upon years upon years and will probably never ever happen, right. at least in our lifetimes. But it right. really needs to happen. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, other cities, other similarly similarly situated. Uh, again, my tongue's failing me uh, mm-hmm. here tonight in the first episode. Uh, but uh, other cities in a similar situation have have had. Uh, success with, with mergers, uh, Louisville, Nashville, uh, you know, they, they both have pretty, you know, you know, I was just in Nashville again last week and it is, you know, that every experience I've had there, you know, has been overall very positive, Um, You know, the you can go out and, you know, enjoy the nightlife. Uh, You know, obviously, Nashville's got the whole country music scene and, you know, it's built around music, but, you know, it, it just seems like there there is Cohesion and everybody is willing to work towards a common interest, and that just doesn't seem to be the case in St. Louis.
0: Hey, well, that I like what you said about the music in Nashville. They have a theme, basically something to build around. We could have a gun park.
4: <laughs> <I think. laughs> we could
0: maybe have a gun park.
3: No, uh, I was uh, the every time that a stadium proposal is made, or you know, like for example, the Rams' new stadium that was not built. There was a big, huge argument saying that this money should be better spent to you know, improve the surrounding area or for the homeless or for the, for the, 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 the you know, to, to, to make the city infrastructure better um, as opposed to going towards a sports stadium. And this is said every time something right. like, like a football stadium, soccer stadium, every time they say that, okay, well, no, we're not voting for that because this money should go for other things. Does, does any money ever get generated to then go to these other things when these stadiums don't get built? Like that area that the, that the stadium was going to be built in, that, that it was going to be all renovated and improved, which the plans look fantastic. Um, why isn't that being renovated with money that would have been used for the, for the stadium? Do well, that that, goes, to me, that goes
0: back to the individuals that are in the position of power to make those decisions. It's, what it's, are their goals? What are their motives? And what are, what are their real abilities? And if, they're, if their abilities that they have are not ones – are their skills that they have are not skills that can be applied in, in in these areas that really do make an environment for the citizens that live in it a better place to live, however you want to do that, if they don't have that ability, literally don't have the mental ability to, to – or our skill, our – we're never taught how. I mean, they – I don't think you could ever get from point A to point B. It has to do with leadership. When you, in any situation, in a home, in a company, in a town, you have to have leadership and individuals that can look beyond themselves and their own needs and look to others, others' needs, and try to help them and and make things better. And and it's and I hope I think that same with city county things. One hundred percent. There's so much redundancy as far as wasted money that happens because of that simple fact. And as Jeff said, they nobody will. Relanc- relinquish that power nobody's gonna in our lifetimes gonna say okay hey, that's a great idea it's really a better idea for our kids but they're not going to do it because of power
3: you know it's on the voters yeah.
0: that I mean if, if
3: if someone is not qualified or if they're not doing their job or if they're uh, to have that position then they should not get voted in office it's a it's an elected position
0: Yeah, but well, I just think there are enough positions where people aren't elected but they're appointed and in even those elected positions Look, I mean, that's all of that is, is a coin toss anyway. I mean, you got when people are being elected, it's well, how much money do they have towards their campaign and to sway decisions? How many people are actually voting because they understand every detail of every problem? And if they even understood every detail, every problem, how long would it take for things to change? It, it's systemic. There are cities right now that in a systemic, positive way, not negative, you think of a, you can name ten cities, Nashville or Seattle, and different places in the last twenty or thirty years that the local government is built in such a way that the people that are there are 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 in a general way leaning towards what can make it better for the people. But for St. Louis, for a long time in the city, it's it's and in the county at times, it's it's not necessarily about any of us. And I think that's why all these things just get blown up. And and,
3: it, Spencer, Kara anyway. Spencer tweeted about, about five hours ago. Uh, about the whole thing with the Blues, disappointing that the Blues have rejected using the facility fee in quotes, uh, which is insulting uh, that she put it in quotes um, for the facility upgrades in favor of keeping it as a revenue stream. So, essentially, she wants the Blues to kick in more money because the Blues have kicked in fifty million, and she wants the Blues to take that facility fee that they collect from the tickets, which is three fifty for Blues games and three dollars for other events uh, per ticket. Uh, then put that money towards renovations as part of the plan, I guess. I
0: think, what, I think what you said, I think what you said earlier, just to say real quick, is that it, what you said earlier, uh, Kurt is, is that if, the, if, if she would point out, if she'd say, look, I want 6% more and here's what I'm going to do with it. You know, I'm going to help handicapped kids with this money specifically. It seems like that would have more legs. But if you just say I want 6% more, well, rightly so, your average person could ask, okay, where's it going? You know? How would it be used?
3: If you you follow her on Twitter, uh, it's Kara Spencer STL. At Kara Spencer STL.
2: Kara with a C, C right?
3: Kara with a C, C C-A-R-A. She's very snarky, uh, smartass on Twitter. Somebody asked her, uh, why should county residents pay to improve a building owned by the city? Will you give county part of the rent blues pay city? And she goes, absolutely, I think we we'll would be happy to fork over half the rent, a whopping $1 a year. Because, <laughs> like I said, the Blues basically own the
2: but, And the, the thing that I look at here, too, is the fact, and we should probably move on here soon, is this has been political hour with uh, Let's <laughs> Go Blues Radio. Um, but no, I, I kind of, the way I look at it, too, is the fact that so many other teams in this situation would be saying, give us a new arena. Give us a new arena right now or we're leaving. Look again, look at Calgary. That's what's going on in Calgary right now. And I think it was big on the Blues to say, "Hey, we know." And I'm not I'm not a Blues fanboy when I say this. I'm being serious when you look at every other sports team in America and Canada, North America. They they know there's no way the city will give them a new arena. They did everything they could just to get renovations to their current arena just to keep it up to date to match other arenas, the other 30 arenas in North America. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get that there's other things involved here, but but I look at it and say, hey, you know what? They're not asking for a new arena like almost any other owner would. Stillman knows what he can get, and that's not it.
3: So it'll be interesting to see what happens.
2: All right, we we're moving on?
3: Moving on. Um... We got, uh, there's not, you know, I was looking t- uh, today for some blue social media fails and I didn't see a whole lot, uh, disappointingly. You think there would be yes. with, with Allen's performance uh, past couple of games and uh, uh, with the uh, with the injury to Fabry, but I mean, there was a number of people saying that Allen should be uh, should be shipped out based on a couple of preseason games, which is funny. But uh, mm-hmm. we did have, anybody want to take this one or should I take it? The, uh,
1: we'll let you go with it this time.
3: Okay. I, I do. I do enjoy your the voices you do, Bill. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Well, if, if there were more to choose from, um, I'll I'll work on uh, I'll work on voices during uh, next week. Okay. This or was during during the week, and we'll we'll get something next week.
3: This was posted on the Blues Round Roundtable on Facebook uh, after today's cuts were announced. Army, you're full of shit. Time for Alan, you to go. High on Butler and Lindbaum uh, a year ago, and nothing. Just cut the depth. Just, just cut the best depth that D we had. Should have made team. Walman, Walman too small and out of position too often. Time for you to go. Blues wound up in last place this year. Thinking of canceling package until St. Louis can get a GM with brains. And someone re- after someone responded to him saying he didn't understand the roster moves. He goes, I know how it works. Didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday. Been a fan 50 years. KMA. It's, What's KMA? I
0: mean, it's his initials.
3: Or kiss, kiss my ass.
2: Kiss my ass. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love, I love when uh, if there's a debate online and someone says, I know I'm talking about. I'm been a fan 50 years. I'm like, that doesn't mean
2: jack squat. <laughs> How long have you been a fan? My favorite was I saw somebody say, I've been a fan five years. i was like, you know, that's a bad argument, like you said, but to say five years, good Lord. That's, yeah, you're kind of making someone's point there. And, and, and to this here, this one here, who is that upset about these guys getting sent to the AHL?
0: That's what I'm thinking. It's not even game one yet. I'm thinking if he's just ticked off before game one, Maybe, he's going to be dead. Listen,
2: I, I like Lindbaum a lot, but like when, his, when has Armstrong ever been big on Butler? I don't, I don't know.
3: Uh, yeah, that, that was my, that puzzled me too.
2: Um, and just again, there's youth involved here. Lindbaum will be up at some point this year. He seems like the guy that's going to always go back and forth between the NHL and AHL.
3: Why do you care that much? Well, he was also under the impression that they were cut and that's yeah, like they had to pass through waivers and they, they, I don't know if they cleared yet, but they, they, they will clear, um, but uh, yeah, and that's why the guy who responded said, You don't understand the roster moves because <laughs> they're, not, they're not cut. They're being waived, and they're going to, they're past that couple of pass passed the waivers. It, but, it,
0: it's my impression that these D, the, the D that, are, that were being looked at a couple of years ago, that were kind of being propped up as maybe the next group to come in that are now fading. It seems to me that the newer group of defensemen that have impressed everybody in, in camp, they just seem a little more skilled. A little better with the puck, and a little better maybe fitting the Blues' plan over the next five years. That's what I took from that.
3: Well, when you, I mean, over the past couple of years, you had uh, you know Pareko and Emerson come up. Uh, that's the kind of defenseman you want to see come up, you know, that, as opposed to uh, the Butlers and and whatnot, the Butler variety. So, I mean, I, I Butler's a you know a local guy. I, you know, it's, it's a cool story, but uh, serviceable. I I guess, but maybe. he's not a guy that uh, is a. Any kind of a loss that if you wave him or you know, move him, it's, I don't I don't get being upset about Butler not being on the roster. That doesn't. Is, doesn't
0: is, it, is it your impression you guys that the uh, when I watched some of these uh, preseason games, I really felt like it seemed different to me for the first time, uh, the rookies. They seem they just seem more so than ever to be uh, skilled with the puck, uh, moving the puck in tight areas, uh, confidence. And it just seemed to be different in a lot of different ways. And I thought – my thought was that maybe it's a reflection of the training that's going on throughout the different levels. Maybe it's been going on for 10 years and we're starting to see it all come to the – you know, the cream come to the top. And, uh, and does anybody else see it that way, that, that basically five years ago or 10 years ago – or maybe maybe it was just like five years ago in the juniors and lower, major juniors and lower in that and, and in college that, that the game was changing and and now in the, in the last couple of years, we're really seeing a different crop, of type of player come up—a speed player, a skilled, a skilled guy.
3: I think it just comes with, comes with uh, the natural progression of athletes getting better over time uh, across all sports. I mean, you get—I
0: mean, yeah, but don't, don't you think sometimes the game changes? Like uh, there'll be periods where teams want to get big. Like one somebody will win the cup, and when, everybody analyzes oh, that, that team that won the cup, and then they try to imitate them. Year. Right, when, and then but I mean, doesn't it seem like? the game has changed in the last three or four years to where the, I mean, for example, when we watched uh, the world cup, I mean, world, you know, what is it called? I forget what the name
4: is. World World cup Cup. of hockey. Yeah.
0: World cup of hockey. So when that came out, when you, and you saw the young USA, you know, are the young stars or whatever they were calling themselves now, I forget. But anyway, when you saw that group of guys playing, it was like, wow, that's a different game. And I just feel like, and they were the best of the best, but I feel like in general, a lot of the players that are coming up are that way now, I, but I do understand that obviously the players are getting bigger and faster every year, but it seems to me it's just changing.
2: You know what? That that happened, I thought, after the Penguins win the Cup the first time. Well, first time in this era, so the 2008, was it? 2009. Teams started doing that, and then you had uh, the Blackhawks and, and a couple other teams, the Kings, that that were kind of bigger, not, not slow, but definitely not the fastest team in the league, and teams started – following that suit again. And now the Penguins, the fast team, are winning the cup again. I think it's going to always go back and forth. I do think that it is going to be more focused on speed throughout the next 20 years or however long. But I do think that it's still going to kind of fluctuate a little bit. Like you said, every year with the cup winner, I remember 07 specifically when the Ducks won. Everyone said you got to have a strong fourth line. Gotta have a strong fourth line. That's how you win a cup, and so it—it's it, just. I think it's going to change, but I agree though that I do think the game has changed a bit. You look at it. You look at the Toronto's, the Edmonton's, the league, and it's just all speed.
3: Uh, moving on to the uh the second of the social media fails. If you ask me, Huso and Hutton have impressed me more in the preseason than Allen. So I'm. Um, Thinking that what he's getting at there, I'm not sure what he's getting at there. Um, you
2: know, you know who's impressed me in the preseason, Bill Day. Let's put Bill Day in goal. Man. What do I? What do I mean by that? Who the f cares? It's the preseason,
0: <laughs> right? That's what I take from it too. Is that uh, what? I mean, what are the quote? What are the type of shots that he's getting, Allen? Is it? Is it the same kind of shots he's going to get the first two weeks in the season? No. And and you know what? Uh, does he care? Probably not.
3: Doesn't even matter. I, right. I you do not take your number one goalie and and suggest that he be delegated to a backup role or be overly critical of him and saying, gosh, he's getting outplayed by these two other guys. Maybe we should explore that. It's the preseason. Yeah, uh, so that's. I mean, the players don't really care. And to be honest, the defense in front of Allen, not what it's going to be during the season. So I mean, it's it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't get that. People. Yeah. The, the bipolarness and, uh, of blues fans, and I'm sure it's every team. With sports fans. Yeah, the bipolarness yeah. is ridiculous in the preseason. It's so stupid.
0: What is important in the preseason is to look at the rookies because is Husso playing hard? Yeah, he's playing out of his mind. He's playing as hard as he can play, in not the best situations at times, not with the best D in front of him. And oh, uh, he looked great, and so it does matter. But it just doesn't matter for any of the veterans.
2: No, Nick, you're spot on. I mean, you the what you're looking at in preseason for coaches. They want to just get their guys a couple games in to get ready for the regular season. So that's one. Two, you're looking at the young guys to see how they're going to react to playing against NHL-level speed and are they going to shine or are they faltering? If they're faltering, they're not ready for the NHL. If they're shining, you give them a shot. That's the only time that you take into consideration how well someone's playing is if they're a young player. Veteran, no one cares. Jake Allen, Jake Allen could give up twenty-five goals in the preseason. Carter Hutton could get six shutouts in the preseason. I don't care. Jake Allen is your number one goalie. Um.
3: So uh, we've got. Uh, so who wants to do? We 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 can do a uh, three-way trivia.
2: Yeah, I, I like three ways. I was gonna
1: say we can have a three-way on the first show. I like it.
3: We can do some uh, Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill trivia shootout. What do you say? Let's do it. Okay. How are we doing this? Let's do uh, let's do the uh, the way we've been doing it. Uh, why don't we, uh, Bill and Jeff, you uh, shoot me your answer via Hangouts there, and uh, so they'll answer first, and then we'll do. Uh, Nick and Nick uh, can verbally give me their answer after you guys have texted and then we'll move on. The next can I
0: throw in one variable with all this? Sure. Just to make it, you know, just a little twist here. I think you play the music and I, I think everybody should bob their head just to the music. See, just,
3: uh, okay.
0: and it just gives it a different feel. Why
3: don't well, you just bob your head?
0: Jeffson? Okay.
3: Um yeah. are you
0: voguing? I am voguing. I'm voguing. Wait, let me see. My my daughter taught me this. <laughs> oh dabbing.
3: My daughter told me that too. What is
2: that called? Dabbing.
0: Hey, I gotta I wanna make an, a a confession today because I, I had a really bad tweet today it was in bad taste okay and i want to just fess up to it this is like confession you? okay father father ponder i want to confess <laughs> i i tweeted out today that my daughter was dying oh my god no wait yeah, i'm not done my daughter was dying her hair <laughs> and oh. i spelled dying d-y-i-n-g and then i had a little picture of the stuff she was using well i said my daughter is dying dot 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 and then I said, and then a little lower, it said, my her hair, and I and I and I was like, you know, that's just that's wrong because there's going to be somebody out there whose daughter died, and they're going to be like, God, God, toast, I can't believe that happened to you. And then they're going to be like, you idiot, you just did what I think. Yeah, he did that. So anyway, I that's my confession. So uh, uh, am I forgiven? Am I is, forgiven?
2: Give me three <laughs> hail
0: marys. Okay, <laughs> go
2: long, go long. <laughs> One. How, How, How many scars?
0: Many many f- two. How many are fathers. Okay. I got three Hail Mayors in there.
3: Okay. All right. Um, you guys ready? Ready? Yep. Do it.
0: I love right. the music.
3: Thank you. Uh, question one. Question one. The very first St. Louis Blues game in team history was September 23rd, 1967
0: versus who? I know that one. <laughs> Can I say it real quick?
3: A. Well, let me read the answers. Okay. A. Rochester Americans. B. Cleveland Barons. C. St. Louis University.
0: Oh crap! I thought you said the Blues' first game ever. Who'd you
3: say? First game in team history was September twenty third, nineteen sixty.
0: Preseason game.
3: Oh, there you go.
0: (laughs) Uh, I thought you were making it easy.
3: Because the first regular season game was against the North Stars,
0: right? And a uh, tie, two to two.
3: Okay, Bill's answer is in.
0: barkley Plager scored the first goal for the Blues. what What are my options
2: again?
3: Uh, A, Rochester Americans, B, Cleveland... A, B, Bears, or C. C, Come on. St. Louis University.
2: Uh, I don't like this question.
0: <laughs> All right.
3: Uh, Ponder's answer is in. All right, Nick,
0: what you got? Uh, give me the three real quick one more time.
3: Rochester Americans, Cleveland Barons, St. Louis University.
0: Oh, damn. I was going to go with A, but I'm going to go with B. I should have went with A because you should go with your first choice, instinctive, but I'm going to go with B now.
3: Okay. Question two. What goaltender did the Blues face in the first period on September 23rd, 1992? A, Felix Potvin. B, Menorium. C, Hartford Whaler's assistant coach, Kevin McCarthy. Okay, Bill and Jeff's answer is in. Nick.
2: I have not responded yet. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was looking at the other one. Uh, what are the options again? Just give me the. Uh,
3: uh, a, Felix Potman. B, Minoruom. C, Hartford Whalers assistant coach Kevin McCarthy.
0: What was the question?
3: Uh, what goaltender did the Blues face in the first period on September 23rd,
0: 1992? How in the hell are we supposed to know that? It's a preseason game. In 1992. Half of you guys weren't even born yet. What's going on here? Okay. Kurt was already 42 so,
3: <laughs> Bill's is in uh, Jeff's is in uh, What do you got Nick?
0: I think you're a sadist what, Where are you finding these questions? A, 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 a. I'm going to go with the Canadian A A.
3: Okay uh, Question number three Who played more games for the Blues last season? A. Jaden Schwartz B. Paul Stasny C. Alex Steen Schwartz, Steen, Stasny. Who played more games for the Blues last season?
0: That's another tough one because they were all out at some point. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to go with Schwartz.
3: Nick says uh, A. Out of- I, I
0: think he was out, but then he came back in and got in about 45 games or so.
3: Uh, uh, Yeah, Schwartz is A. Okay, Ponder is in. And Bill, what you got? Bill says, okay. Bill says B. Uh, blues defenseman, question four. A blues defenseman Carl Gunnarsson was born in what country? A, Finland. B, Canada. C, Sweden. Bill's answer is in. Uh, Ponder's answer is in.
2: Wait, no, it's not. What's the uh, options again?
3: Uh, I thought you gave. Okay. Um, blues defenseman Carl Gunnarsson was born in what country? A. Finland. B. Canada. C. Sweden.
0: Okay. See, the uh, caveat there was born in. Yes. He should have been like born in, and the next day he was living in Canada. Yeah, Nick. Okay, I'm gonna go Canada. Canada. I'm going with the percentages. Okay. I'm going with probabilities.
3: Question five. What was announced on September 16th, 2011? A. Dollar Beer Night was scheduled. B. Every Blues game would be on TV for the first time in franchise history. C. Alex Petrangelo ended his holdout and signed a long term deal. <laughs> Look at Nick, he's shaking his head. <laughs> Is this uh, 2011. thousand uh, and eleven? Let's see. Okay, uh,
0: Ponder's answer is in. Correct? Okay, I, I got B on mine.
3: The
1: Bills' answer is. I have not submitted one. Not in yet. Okay.
0: He's he's still looking on the internet. Yeah, he'll be done in a second.
3: Night A. Every Blues game on TV. B. The Trangelo signs long term contract ends his holdout. C.
0: Is there a chance that we can have a consolation prize for the person who asked? it to be repeated the most you know didn't hear the question are the uh options for their answers because right now jeff's up three to two on me
3: you know who that's gonna be uh bill okay bill's answer is okay nick
0: it's b (laughs) you guys don't know your shit you don't know anything about hockey all right right.
3: okay bonus question question six who said this the decision was totally fixed I'll probably get sued for saying this, but I believe it. Anyone who can look at look at it any other way has no clue. It's hard to comment on this. We gave up five picks for Scotty, but would we do that for Brendan? We gave up five number one picks on our captain and best defenseman who plays 25 minutes a game. Pertaining to the Scott Stevens being awarded to the Devils. Is there not uh, choices here? Oh, sorry. A, Brett Hull. B, Jack Quinn. C, Ron Karan.
0: I got a B on that one. So,
3: Ponder's answer is in. Um, Bill's answer is in. Nick, what you got? B. B. Jeff Quinn.
0: Okay, give me 30 seconds. I got a quick trivial pursuit story. I was 16 years old and I'm with all my buddies and we're, we're in a room. We're playing trivial pursuit in uh, Ross Wagner's kitchen, okay? And uh, I get four in a row right, okay? And, and they get, I go to sports. We pull a card in trivia pursuit, and he goes to read the question. I, I think I got like six in a row. Okay, I, I was just on fire. And he picks up the card, and I and, he, and I go we go sports, right? And he says sports, and I'm I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, man, I can't get anything wrong. He picks the card up and he goes to ask me the question, and before he asks it, I go three. And he looks down at the card and he goes, uh, how many? What is the count in wrestling before you're out? And he's like, you, you, you looked at all the cards, you idiot! Or, you know why would you cheat like that? And I'm like, no, I, I swear I did not. And I I came up with three because I just went with the odds. I'm like, it's sports. What's the what could come up the most in sports? I said to myself, three, three strikes. You know how many strikes in baseball? Whatever. So I came up with three and I got seven in a row. Okay, and they were screaming, "You cheated! You looked at the cards, right?" And I did not look at the cards. Then the next question was, what is the nickname? Of the girl in mash loretta switt's name and i couldn't think of hot lips it was said, three. Oh no it was hot lips and i couldn't think of it but huh. I, anyway is that crazy about the three that i came up with the three i figured out what are the, you know just what could the possibly be you know the, the, the possible <laughs> without hearing the question
3: it could have been how many balls are there before a walk in baseball right
0: i mean it could have been well i'm just saying and i, I said three and I, I i knew the i knew the answer before you read the question now how many times you could do that in your whole life
3: I do
2: not know.
0: What happened for me?
2: Seven times. You get seven. Uh, okay. So, the uh, answer
3: to question one the first blues game in team history was September 23rd, 1967, versus who? It was versus the Rochester Americans.
0: Hey, I told you. See, I told you I knew it was Rochester.
3: I uh, swung a mist on that one, all three of you. Question two, what goaltender did the Blues face in the first period on September 23rd, 1992? I think I think you were overthinking this one, Nick, a little bit. Uh, uh, Minoru, the the female goaltender for Tampa Bay. First time in history they Okay, it's Minoru,
0: me, the answer. Well, if you'd have said Mary, I might have got it. If I'd have said what? Mary. Mary? Yeah, because I'd, I'd have said, well, wait a second, that's why it's a special date. It was a girl. She got to come up Bro, for one man. game.
2: Maiden is a female name.
0: <laughs> I know, but the way you pronounce it, I thought it was like some French guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway.
1: Old, yeah. sister of Blues Phenom, Pascal Graham. Yep. Number
3: 25. Right. Uh, question number three. Who played more games the Blues last season? A. Jaden Schwartz. 78 games. Stasny played 66. 16, I got 56. it. So Ponder and Nick got that one. So the score is... Right now, Ponder has two, Bill has one, Nick has one. Yeah. Question four, a Blues defenseman Carl Gunnison was born in what country? Answer is C, Sweden. Bill and Ponder got that one correct. So was Jeff three, Bill two, Nick one. Nick's in trouble. Uh, question five, what was announced on September 16, 2011? Uh, every Blues game was on TV for the first time in franchise history.
0: Oh, I God! I, I won. I got that one, didn't I?
3: Uh, you did. Everyone did the right.
0: Oh, I'm skunked out.
3: Jeff, four. Bill, three. Nick, two. So the bonus. Uh,
0: bonus round?
3: Bonus round. Bonus question. Who said this? The quote It was Brett Hall said that. So you guys. Uh, I didn't
0: hear an F bomb in there, so I didn't think it was him.
3: Two. Uh, Bill and Ponder said uh, Ron Caron. Ron Caron. And uh, Nick said uh, Jack Quinn. So the winner is Jeff Ponder. woo
2: Way to kick off the season, baby.
3: Defeated this season.
2: That's right. Oh, man. Did you guys hey. see what the what the Vegas Golden Knights tweeted after their first win in the preseason? No. They they tweeted out, uh, uh, biggest win in Vegas Golden Knights team history. I love the Twitter account. <laughs> They are awesome. If you don't, their Twitter them, account is what every
3: single uh, sports franchise's Twitter account should be. Uh, agree. They, they they have fun with it. I hate the the, the Blues. Blues are uh, the <laughs> the Blues uh, Twitter account is boring, and the their most famous tweet ever was a typo. Yep.
2: <laughs> there is a reason for Thanks. that. We're Roar, bacon. bacon. No. We don't need to get into that, but there is a reason for that. No. Really? We should talk it's, off of the about that. Somebody, uh, somebody doesn't want a, a humorous Twitter account in the organization. Would it be the owner? I'm not going to say who. It's Doug Armstrong. I'm not going to say who. It's Doug Armstrong. It's not Ken Hitchcock. It's the towel man. The towel man is not one. <laughs> it's the Talman. <towel> Louie. <laughs>
0: Has anybody noticed the resurgence of the towel man being used by the Blues in marketing? Yeah. He was yeah. Uh, the outcast was the- at one point. He's Just the buy commercial. the
3: main season tickets. Give him season tickets. He's got to pay for his own tickets. Still, I think we
0: yeah. set up a fund me for him. It never took off, but we tried.
3: He's used in marketing campaigns and commercials. Just buy the damn guy tickets. Jeez, he is your mascot to me. Yes, he really is. He is. He is. Uh, he brings buys his own towels. <laughs> at least, at least, give him towels.
0: I think Ron's been on our show before.
3: Someone sponsors his towels, right? Someone gives him towels.
0: He gets and he makes some revenue off that too. Yeah,
3: okay. Okay. Um, so uh, if you guys have anything else to add, our next show is going to be Tuesday on October 3rd. Uh, probably. Uh, we haven't really discussed that in detail, but probably Tuesday, I guess, if you guys can make it. But um,
0: Season predictions?
3: The day before. Well, we I don't have one. We're going to do a season preview show next week.
0: Yep. That'll be Tuesday. Yep.
3: But do you have one, Nick, you want to give us? What's your season prediction?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, blues.
3: Okay. So
0: division, uh, I think that is the, I think that is the theme of this show. If, I, if I'm not incorrect, hey, let's I'm go somebody. Gonna,
3: well, uh, what for division conference cup? What?
0: Well, don't put me on the spot. I'll, I'll save that for the preseason show. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, hey you guys, you know
0: what we should do real quick? You should let me take the mic. And go upstairs and listen to Nikki snore. I know he's sleeping right now. I should just take the mic up there and just in the show to him. Because <sighs> I oh, swear, no. either, there could be a 9.2, like an Anchorage 1962 Alaska earthquake kind of thing going on. And Nikki would just sleep right through it.
3: What you do, do this, do this. Re- go record it. Okay. And shoot me a link to the MP3 or whatever you're going to give it. And okay. I'll, I'll open the show with that as part of the intro next week.
0: Oh, I'm on it. I'm on it, Chief. <laughs> okay see you guys how old is he he's asleep right now um, 11 o'clock he's 21. He's a healthy young man though.
2: Oh he's way too healthy for, he's way more healthy than I was at 21. I should be in bed
0: right now Yeah, he's definitely sleeping okay then I'll uh, I'll, I'll see if I can pull that off and if I uh, wait, well hold on look at this device I got right here. Ooh, I got some of Nikki's recording equipment. I got a Zoom handy recorder right in front of me, right here.
2: Did you say a Zoom? Yeah, a,
0: Zoom. a Zoom. Those are yeah. good. Oh yeah. He's Nikki's got some lavaliers. He does some. He's got some equipment. Cool. This puppy right here will make your audio very good.
3: Wow. Right. this morning.
0: Okay then. I'll go get him. Cool. All right. I'll see you guys. See you, Nick. Thanks. So All right. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks. So let me jump on. No problem.
3: No problem. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, So that will uh, do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Don't forget to check out the uh, Blue Note Sports Bar on Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri. Uh, For Bill Day and Jeff Ponder, and uh, thanks to Nick and Nick for jumping on from the Toast Dispatch, Uh, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone,
2: let's go Blues. Let's go preseason Blues.
0: Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Sport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at I think that went very well.
2: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers.
0: Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get
2: back. Sorry. <laughs> St. Louis Blues, St.
4: Louis Blues Have
1: you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues?